Hello and welcome to Update 850, your weekly dose of politics in the Sunshine State, where we focus on issues affecting children and families. Each week, we will bring you updates and insights on the latest developments in Florida politics that impact the well-being of our most vulnerable population. Hello, I'm Kurt Kelly, CEO and President of the Florida Coalition for Children, and we're just about a week away for the 2023 session. As they finish out their work this week, they will be out of Tallahassee next week and back in their districts in the next week they'll come back up and session will begin. So let's dive right in with FCC's Director of Governmental Affairs, Caleb Hawks, who's going to take us through some of the issues that matter to Florida's families. Thank you, Kurt. And this is Caleb Hawks, your host of the Update 850 podcast and Government Affairs Director for the Florida Coalition for Children. This episode is sponsored by the Florida Coalition for Children's Annual Conference, set to take place July 16th through the 18th in beautiful Bonita Springs, Florida. Conference attendees can expect to hear from exciting speakers and leaders of the child welfare community, including keynote speakers, Drs. Amelia Frank Meyer and Kimberly Noble. Registration begins March 31st, so mark your calendars today. Now, as we conclude our final committee week prior to the 2023 regular session, convening in just 11 short days, we look back on an exciting, event-filled week. This past Saturday, Christian Ziegler won his election to serve as chair of the Republican Party of Florida and will lead his party through the 2024 election cycle. Reminder, the Florida Democratic Party is holding their election for their new chair this weekend, with that race still being decided between former State Senator Annette Tadeo and former Agricultural Commissioner Nikki Freed. Monday, the Florida House and Senate Democratic leaders hosted separate press availabilities ahead of the final committee week prior to the session. The Social Service Estimating Conference met to hear a forecast on Medicaid caseloads, and the Senate Health Policy Committee heard six pieces of legislation. SB 298, Telehealth Practice Standards by Senator Jim Boyd. Senate Bill 112, Step Therapy Protocols. SB 218, Genetic Counselors Using Telehealth. SB 230, Healthcare Practitioner Titles and Designations. And SB 452, Home Health Aids for Medically Fragile Children, all by Senator Gail Harrell. SB 274 was also heard which deals with nursing education pathways for military combat medics by Senator Brian Avila. On Tuesday, the Florida Coalition for Children's Rally and Tally event kicked off and registered attendees were able to hear updates on the FCC's 2023 legislative priorities, receive informational training on 2023 session themes and policy and the latest recommendations on the state budget, as well as hosted a roundtable of leaders of Florida's not-for-profit industries on the unique issues impacting them. Outside the training, FCC members were working the halls of the House and the Senate sharing their stories and experiences on how the Florida legislature can better serve children and families impacted by the child welfare system. The Senate Education Pre-K through 12 Committee heard their legislation providing universal school choice options to Florida families with pre-K through 12 students. Florida Democrats, in partnership with gun safety groups and student leaders from FSU and FAMU, hosted a press conference about their ideas on the dangers of a permitless concealed carry system following the House Judiciary Committee meeting that heard and passed HB 543, Concealed Carry of Weapons and Firearms Without a License. The House Health and Human Services Committee had a panel discussion on gender dysphoria and minors with a response of another Democrat press availability with Representative Kelly Skidmore, who serves as a minority caucuses expert for health and human services issues. Tuesday evening, members of the FCC and members of the legislature were hosted by youth from the Selfless Loves Foundation Dream Tank Competition in a unique experience where youth shared business and social dreams on how to improve outcomes for youth transitioning out of child welfare systems. Dreams included Lachelle Gardner Vaughn's dream to provide prison systems with a multi-step program that will help incarcerated individuals break the cycle of bad decisions and help them successfully transition from jail into the public. Madison Kemp's dream to create a program at universities that will provide students with a sense of community and closeness by ensuring no student is alone during the holidays. 
David Lombard's dream to teach young adults who have aged out of the foster care system financial literacy to improve their way of life and build a sense of security. Chloe Campbell's dream to educate people and create tailored and catered diet plans for individuals who are taking psychotropic medications both in the foster care and healthcare field. And lastly, we heard Emmanuel Darius's dream to open and own a poetry lounge that provides a safe space for artists to share their artwork, build their confidence, and be heard. Wednesday, the excitement around Rally and Tally continued with a breakfast on the top floor of the Capitol building. Surrounded by the foggy North Florida view, attendees were treated to a moving song from Self with Love's foundation, Kaylee Register, an MVP speech by freshman Senator Corey Simon, and an overview of DCF's 2023 Pathway to Permanency Goals from Secretary Siobhan Harris. As the sun burned the morning fog off the Capitol City, FCC members once again hit the halls, bringing the legislative needs of child welfare to the attention of key decision makers in Tallahassee. During breakfast, the Florida House Children, Families, and Seniors Subcommittee met to hear a presentation from the Office of Program Policy Analysis and Government Accountability regarding public benefit programs and a presentation by Brittany Birkin from the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta on benefit cliffs, a term related to barriers to economic mobility low-income families face. The subcommittee also considered the following legislation, HB 143, Task Force on the Monitoring of Children in Out-of-Home Care by Representative Patricia Williams, HB 295, Substance Abuse Service Providers by Representative Mike Caruso, and HB 367, Registration of Residential Child Caring Agencies and Family Foster Homes by Representative Rachel Plakin. All three pieces of legislation were approved by the subcommittee and will be moving forward in their legislative journey. The Senate Appropriations Committee on Health and Human Services also convened Wednesday and heard an update on the state's opioid settlement agreement from the Florida Attorney General's Office an overview of the Florida Healthy Kids Program by Florida Kid Care, as well as an update on the Family First Prevention Services Act and the community-based care funding model by the Florida Department of Children and Families. The DCF presentation included a Where We Are Today report on the status in developing a recommended actuarial funding model as drafted by Mercer, an international consulting firm which should have their initial recommendations ready to review this summer. To note, The FCC will be eagerly monitoring the developments around the CBC funding model in the coming weeks and months as this issue is being stage prepped for the 2024 legislative session. Also on Wednesday, the Agency for Healthcare Administration presented to the House Healthcare Appropriations Subcommittee on Florida Health Information Transparency Systems and the Uniform Reporting Systems for Florida Hospitals and Nursing Homes. The Senate Appropriations Committee moved their signature housing proposal through its final committee stop, and as that legislation moves to the floor, it is now ready for consideration by the full Senate. Thursday, the Social Services Estimating Conference met again to hear forecasts on the federal medical assistance percentage and Florida Kid Care expenditures. The House moved its universal school choice package to the pre-K through 12 appropriations subcommittee. The governor hosted a press conference with Florida Department of Law Enforcement Commissioner Mark Glass, announcing legislation to counteract what the governor is setting as Biden's border crisis. First Lady DeSantis hosted a roundtable conversation with Surgeon General Dr. Joseph Latipo, Agency for Healthcare Administration Secretary Jason Wieda, and Representative Sam Garrison to announce the Cancer Connect Collaborative to explore innovative strategies for cancer treatment and care. Today, the main attraction closing out our week is the Civil Justice Subcommittee in the House, which will be hearing HB 837, which is a civil liabilities bill targeted at limiting Florida's notorious litigation market for businesses and consumers. This is being set up as the tort reform legislation of the 2023 legislative session and currently on the express pass at the governor's desk this year. With the close of the final committee week prior to the 2023 legislative session, be mindful of any legislation still being filed prior to the noon deadline of the first day of legislative session on Tuesday, March 7th. 
Additional priorities are still expected to be released, including the anticipated legislative package being developed by the Florida Department of Children and Families. Thank you for listening to episode four of Update 850. We look forward to you tuning in next week as we monitor and prepare for our inaugural reporting of Florida's annual legislative session. This is Caleb Hawks, and we'll see you next week.